Mm, breaker, breaker, my heater's a-glow and my manners are showing. What's your 610 for? Break, breaker, this is, uh, Sprite. I got a 5050 heading up the on-ramp to the revolution. Uh... That's a 10-4, buddy. Just want to confirm, 5050. We've got a couple of police officers in pursuit of you. Over. Yep. Uh, pulled a refold over that overstory and uh, ended up doing a full Courtney in a sticky situation. Got a Tony Thompson. Uh, it's a it's a real CT up here. <laughs> oh, 10-4. I want to make sure I'm hearing you correctly. Whoops, there's a great-grandma. We got two great-grandmas and a PCP. Yeah, I mean, at first it was... I thought you were using the lingo for you knocked over a bus of retirees, but then you just said there's a great-grandma. Like you were just... Like you just killed a great-grandma. Yeah, I got the hammer down over here. They got the hammer down. Uh, Stop accelerating. (laughs) (laughs) Cops are chasing you? You killed some people? (laughs) Making things worse. I'm going uh, 15 over the uh, ottoman until I can hit that uh, that PlayStation and head right to the vault. Hit the PlayStation? You're gonna you're aiming for a playground? <laughs> yeah, Roger. You're aiming Roger. for a jungle gym? Roger, Roger. Roger. I got uh, 17 Sammy B's looking for that good old ecto cooler. <laughs> Uh, okay, I, look, I, I hope this is some sort of prank, because that's the only way I can fathom the unimaginable horror you've just described. But, no way to see the sirens. Oh my god, there you are! You just passed me! Gotta get this, uh, gotta get this go-go juice, and then I can head straight up through the red line. I'm gonna eat myself some Twizzlers, and, uh... Brain fucking donkey. <laughs> that, that last part means I'm a, I'm getting I'm getting fuel and Twizzlers from the gas station and I'm a fucking donkey. <laughs> we haul lumber from Tucson to Reno and swap waypoints for way stations in Big Rig Driving Game American Truck Simulator. This week on How Did This Get Played. The show where we discuss the worst and weirdest and weaponsmithiest video games of all time. Wow. That third W, courtesy of at damn you vodka, submit yours at get played pod hashtag www. I'm a fourth W, Nick Weiger, along with Heather Ann Campbell. I'm I'm Heather Ann Campbell. Every every tiny detail that is different about an mm-hmm. intro weirds yeah. me out. <clears throat> and I can mm. only assume it weirds out. Is that permanent now? Or are we just doing hay? I don't know. I just thought I'd mix it up. More casual energy. It, it, <laughs> it sent me into a panic. Hi. Hello. I'm Heather Ann Campbell along with next 
nearby our producer, Matt mm. Apodaca. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. And hey back, Bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Side of something? <laughs> I threw in a hey it's instead of welcome to, and yeah. you're saying that the vibe is completely off now. I thought I, it was I, fine. I, you're drinking I started, iced tea also. I, you're just chilling. <laughs> it's summertime, baby. <laughs> the living ZZ. Oh, no. And hey, we got a, we had some, I, I'd, I'd say some easy, relaxing gaming with this week's title. I'd oh, you say guys it's, played it's, this different than I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll talk about it, but before we descend into gaming hell, it is first time to briefly touch on a game we're currently enjoying by spending 70 seconds in gaming heaven. Matt, take it away. All right, so I got the the Game & Watch Super Mario Brothers Edition. It was a, a little handheld. I'm showing it on the screen here. That was uh, released for the Mario 35th anniversary, and it comes loaded with a, a clock, um, and uh, Mario, the Su Super Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers The Lost Levels, here it's listed as Super Mario Brothers 2, and a Game & Watch ball game. And I got it because I went to a wedding this weekend, and I knew I was going to mm -hmm. be alone for a little while because my girlfriend was a bridesmaid, and I didn't know anybody at the wedding. And right. I thought, I need to get this thing because it's a perfect little... It, the form factor, it fit in my suit pocket. Like, it fit in my, my, my pants perfectly, wow. and it didn't make a bulge. And it's, it's, it was so fun to be playing Mario, but the thing that I forgot about... Mario is that it's it's hard. It is so hard, and like I I was dying left and right. And then you can do a thing on here where you can get infinite lives, which it's not as fun because it removes no. the challenge of playing it. But doing it and going through them, there, there's look, there's a lot of game in this thing, and uh, I don't know if fifty bucks is a good enough price point for it. But if you can find one, get it before you can't get them anymore. Because I I had a great time with it at this wedding. Time's up. I wow. have a question for you, Apodaca. Yeah. Do you, so my thought about the Mario Game & Watch, which I guess I know the answer to because I've used a Game Boy before, but having a game as uh, challenging as Super Mario in your hand while the controller is also the thing that you're looking at, mm -hmm. did you find it hard to look at the screen while also inputting stuff? No, I mean, maybe at first because... Uh where like if you can see where the uh, the the direction button and the buttons uh, for input are at the very bottom of the screen, they're low. Yeah. So I had to adjust to it, but I can now not look at it. I mean, I have to look at the screen, of course. But um, I yeah, it, it took me a while to get used to the, the just to where the buttons were. But I really like it, and it's a good. It, this is now going with me anywhere uh, where I might seem like I'm bored for even five minutes. <laughs> like it's I'm just gonna have it on my person at all times, like a child. Yes. Like an absolute yeah. child with a yeah. like a pacifier. Yeah. It is it is aesthetically very pleasing. Just a, yeah. just a nice looking piece of hardware. It looks like it's modeled on the uh, the GBA Mini. And yeah, I mean, the, kind of the Famicom skin of it. Yeah, it's basically like that small. It's like it's about as you know maybe about it's a little bigger than it like a credit card. It looks bigger than the uh, the Game Boy Micro. It's pretty it, micro. It's, that's it's, what it was. It's thin though. That's the other. That's uh, the other yeah. plus. It's, it's got thin it's, it's thin. So yeah. like just the fact. I mean, it's just so funny. I was playing this like all weekend, even outside of the wedding. We went well past the clock, but and uh, my girlfriend was fun making fun of me because she was like, "You like were agonizing over getting a PS5, and you're playing Mario on a flat little piece of nothing." I was like, "Yeah, you got you can't beat the classics, baby." It's true, you can't. And hey, you can't beat our guest today. Oh. 
Our guests co-host the podcast Struggle Session and the Twitch show Jack AM, which you can watch Mondays through Fridays at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash Jack AM. Jack Allison. Hi, Jack. Hi there. Thanks for having me. Hi, Jack. Th- thanks so much for being here, Jack. Uh, how, Hi, Jack. You, you stream every day. You're streaming. This is this is like your life. You, <laughs> you, you were streaming this morning. You go I right know. into doing a podcast record. Yeah, uh, what have I done to myself? You know, I mean, like, yeah, I, 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 I've created a, a disaster where I need it as much as the people who watch it need it. Right. And uh, now I uh, am required to wake up at 5 a.m. every day. Uh, no one asked me to do that. Um, and then, you know, do uh, a show. I've um, turned myself into a truly strange individual, but uh, it's a fun show and everybody should go ahead and check it out. Uh, it absolutely is a fun show, and I know you you stream a lot. Uh, you know, there it's 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 you know it's it's a it's a talk format, but you mm-hmm. also stream uh, both on your show and in general, um, including today's game, which we'll get to in a second. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious, like as someone who was a gamer, uh, you know, I, I know a very very hardcore gamer for many many years, and then you got into streaming. Yes, like, I, I how don't have care your for casuals, you know? I'm <laughs> <Right. hardcore. laughs> How did you how did streaming modify your gaming habits? Um, well, to be honest with you, I don't know if it's like modified my gaming habits. I can say mm. that like there are better games to stream and there are like games that are more fun to right. stream and games that are more fun to like play. You know what I mean? Like uh, I streamed all of the Metal Gear Solid games for, for a bit. And that was like one of my better experiences with it because like I've played those games enough that I don't really right. have to like be paying that close of attention. You know what I mean? And you're kind of like this, you know, d- you know, d- display it for people you know uh, um but yeah it's an interesting it's a weird thing because it's like you feel like oh you should just play the games that you like the best and that you're playing right now but like it's different you know what i mean like there yes. is a kind of presentational aspect to, to streaming games you're streaming now a lot more like you know do you play dream daddy on your own time or is that just <laughs> only on the streams that's just for funsies um okay. but i have streamed i did stream a game we talked about on the podcast and i know matt's done some streaming as well but mm-hmm. we had coffee talk and coffee okay. talk i found was great for streaming because it's, it's just a visual novel with some very light you know puzzly right. elements where you're putting you're literally making drinks as a barista but like that's just like like you were saying so much of it is engaging with the yeah. chat and if it's something i have to pay attention to or it's something like where i'm going to get frustrated i, mm-hmm. I find myself I, I find my attention diverted but matt you played some uh I, wait wait what you were streaming something what were you streaming i've been streaming like uh my way through um kingdom hearts like the kingdom hearts series and i've been playing on my own off stream and then coming yes. back in and so sometimes like my, one of my more recent streams people watched me like really stifle actual anger because I was just <laughs> fucking up and I didn't want I didn't want them to see me this way and I just didn't plan on showing them that side of me and it was just it was really really bad they watched me do the same thing maybe 10 times and just wow. get right you know, it was, it was I, really uh, humiliating as a as a non-streamer as somebody out, like I, I I have zero judgment for it like that's not why I'm not a streamer but like it seems like the most daunting thing to begin like hmm. you set up all your shit like that's that's three or four Google sessions of like, <laughs> you know, optimizing your streaming. And then like what like I, it, it feels it. I, the only thing I can liken it to, which I don't experience, is stage fright. Like it mm-hmm. feels to me like a stage fright kind of thing. Like how did you guys step over that line? What was your first streaming experience? 
For me, for me personally, there's a software called OBS, which is open mm-hmm. broadcasting software. Um, and you basically just need to learn this horrible software, you know? And so to <laughs> right. answer your question, like, I already know After Effects and I know some editing stuff and stuff like that. So, like, that did give me, like, a slight leg up. I know about alpha channels and how to create, like, looping backdrops and things like that. Um, <laughs> but then also, you know, um, like what Matt was describing about being frustrated at the video game... Like, you just have to sort of, like, inure yourself to, like, you are going to um, have some extremely frustrating and horrible times with the streaming software itself. Like, sure, it's insanely hard. And there's a reason why television shows have a staff of 150 people to stream out live stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, and right. so, like, doing it on your own just sucks. The thing I will say, though, as far as, like, the stress levels is, like... People like to watch that. That's the thing is like Mm -hmm. people are down with a stream to like grow with you and they're happy to see like missteps and like things being messed up because it's like fun for the audience to see it get better. You know what I mean? And so that's what I usually like when I'm if I'm trying to give people like nice advice about streaming is I'm like, just fuck up and do it really badly and like just get out there and start doing them, you know, and, and you'll just kind of get better at it over time. And frankly, like people will will enjoy watching that process and it will also sort of let you know let uh, alleviate the perfectionism you know from yourself i guess hmm. yeah I, I i i on that note i will say that like so for instance i was streaming a family feud for playstation 4 <laughs> on and i was just like oh this will be fun and then the chat can participate we can kind of crowdsource some of these answers and it was but like i was like i was loading up the game for the first time i was like oh wait I have to create a Ubisoft account <laughs> and everyone was so tickled that I had to like <laughs> make a Ubisoft account on stream to play this fucking garbage yeah. game show adaptation. So yeah. People love that shit. I mean, it's true. Like, you know, uh, uh, you never get to see the host son. You never get to see Qu- Chris Cuomo be like, how the fuck does this fix the teleprompter? How do I fix this fucking thing? You know what I mean? Like, that would be fun. <laughs> also, my brother's innocent. Oh, I came out of nowhere. Uh, uh, I, you mentioned the Metal Gear Solid series. And, mm-hmm. you know, when I originally reached out to you, it was uh, uh-huh. uh, we, we couldn't make it work out. But but we uh, we, we wanted to have you on. This. We couldn't make it work out because I. I don't check my Gmail and I didn't notice the email for, I think, 45 <laughs> days after you sent it. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be a big old my bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to kind of gloss over that, but it, 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 all that said, you are a big Hide- uh, Hideo Kojima fan. We uh-huh. wanted to have you on for uh, Hideo Kojember because I know you have a passion for the Metal Gear Solid franchise, but also uh, uh, you responded to Death Stranding. I love Death Stranding. And, you know, I, I played a lot of Death Stranding during the pandemic. Pandemic, and, you know, it's a very sort of meditative game. Yes. And it's also, I mean, I think Hideo came out recently and was like, I was surprised at how quickly Death Stranding came true. You know, it was like I like I played Death Stranding and my first when I first played it, I was like, this is a little out there, Hideo. Like, you know, I can yes. get into all the <laughs> stuff with the con- like conspiracies and the government and everything. But like a world where everybody stays indoors and only delivery drivers are outside. Like, that's <laughs> insane. Hideo. Um, and so I don't know. Like, it, it's weird because, you know, it was a game that kind of reminds you of the pandemic, but also like 
Uh, here's what I like about about uh, Death Stranding is it's like it's like being a gig worker, but your work truly like matters. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's the thing right. is like you're like a postmate where everybody is like, thank you. You're rebuilding the world and like you're creating the new America, Sam Bridges or whatever. Like, <laughs> I don't know. There's something satisfying about just doing tasks for people. And I guess like being a hero for it. You know what I mean? Like for uh, sure. And I, I guess that also in some ways, like, kind of, you know, predicted or presaged the, like, um, frontline responder of it all. Like, right as we actually were turning, like, Ralph's employees into the troops to convince them to keep working for minimum wage and expose mm -hmm. themselves to a disease. Like, right. that is, like, kind of the very same as the way people treat Sam Bridges or whatever. Yes. Like, yeah. Sam Bridges is very much a, a, a frontline worker uh, in Death Stranding. <laughs> yeah, they they and and it's just like, wait a minute, did I really need to risk uh like my life? Did I really need, need to risk being executed to bring you like these old issues of Famitsu? Yes. I mean, that is the was. funny <laughs> issue. Yeah, it yeah. is like stack of magazines. It's like stack yeah. of magazines and you've like like to get there you had to like go through like living oil that like a whale ghost <laughs> comes out of, you know, to drop someone off like yeah, like mad magazines or something. <laughs> <laughs> which is truly like actually like as i look at it i'm like and that's how i feel about what it was like for everybody delivering fucking chick-fil-a during the pandemic you know what i mean yeah, it's for like sure. people had to go out there into like a truly scary world to get people some totally frivolous shit uh so that they could all stay in their you know, and appear via hologram. That's the other thing with Death Stranding is it was um, it's all leave at doorstep delivery. You know yes. what I mean? Everybody yeah. just appears to you over video chat like a ring doorbell. Like, thanks a lot, Sam. See you later. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it, fucking there, crazy. There's such it's crazy. And there's such huge moments when you actually do get to interact with someone in person like, you know, Mama yes. or, you know, Hartman or whoever, because that because when, so when you rare. traffic that young woman, when you traffic that person, like <laughs> yeah, someone's right. like, I need my anime girlfriend and you have to like bring her on your back or whatever. Yeah, You put her in a body that, bag and I you give her a piggyback. Ride. If I'm not mistaken, I believe it's Conan O'Brien who actually needs his like anime girlfriend brought to him. Or maybe it was a different guy that was Conan. Maybe Conan was just the cosplayer or something like that. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Right. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about how the the how big the positive feedback, how over the top it is in Death Stranding, <laughs> and yes. how that's just like such like a a but that but it is like it's it's like a meta layer of like it's not just that I'm trying to get more stats in the game. It's mm -hmm. just actually getting praise from an NPC is enough to drive <laughs> me to want to accomplish this task, which is kind of an amazing on a psychological level. Yeah, and and stands in stark contrast to when I was a grocery delivery person and people would insult me to my face or berate me when I brought them their stuff. Yeah, like yes. it's it is right. the anybody who has worked in that specific industry mm. knows the Death Stranding is like heaven. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> I mean that is so funny that there are probably people who are just workers in modern day America who like are like, damn, this is like what I do, except it is like everyone is nicer and it's better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So before we started streaming, Jack, you brought up you have an uh, uh, you brought up Gunpla, uh -huh. and Heather, you were also doing. This is something that you were also a fan of. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, Gundam model kit building known as Gunpla. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, as in Gundam play, gun play. I, think, like Oz- I always thought it was Gundam plastics, but maybe oh, I'm wrong. Oh shit! About really, that. really, really? Oh, now I gotta look I it up. Think now I gotta I look could it be up. Wrong? Yeah, I don't Gunpla know. Gunpla stands for what? Let's see. Gunpla stands for Gundam plastic model. Jack is correct, wow. and I am now lo- no longer on the show. That was it. <laughs> well, there can be only Sorry, one. It's, it's the Highlander episode. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, I was not expecting this today, but I guess um, I guess you know I said a lie and, uh, and uh, by omission or what. Anyway, yeah. So we, I guess you showed me an Evangelion mm-hmm. gunpla. Uh, and I showed you the perfect grade um, unicorn that I've been working on for months. Which looks uh, large enough for that you might be able to step into it when you're done. That was a very I, large You know leg. what? Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great? Are you kidding me? It's one of the saddest things in the world to me that there actually is no tactical advantage to creating like a man-shaped like giant robot because like <laughs> it just is sad. I want there to really be mechs. Like this is what yeah. I was hoping for when Japan was allowed to start building up its army again. I was like, okay, maybe mech time or whatever, but it's just been super boring. <laughs> there was a company in the mid-2000s, early 2000s, that would do demos at Anime Expo and they were building a real functional mech Man. with their des- their desire to be. I think I've talked about this on the show before. Their desire was to uh, license the technology to the military. So on a private level, they were doing it because they loved anime. But on a <laughs> financial level, they were doing it so that they, when they figured out how to make these weight bearing joints, that right. they could then license that tech. Um, which you ever is, love anime so much that you le- that you like cause thousands of Syrians to get <laughs> gunned down? Like- <laughs> I wonder what happened to those guys. I wish yeah. I even remembered what the name of that that company was. Um, but yeah, mm. it, 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 here's what I wish. I'm looking it up I here. Wish were- uh, it says it's the Umbrella Corporation. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, I wish that there was recreational mech use. Mm-hmm. Like hell, yeah. I wish you could go to Japan and sit in the cockpit of the life-size Gundam that they made. I know. Just like sit, get your photo taken, get out, and the next person sits in it. Yes, they should have. They should be like boats. You should be able to rent like a Gundam, like a ski do. You know what I mean? And just like (laughs) take out a Gundam to like a field or something to run around for a little bit. Like, come on. Like, are we not there yet? Uh, I remember at one point there was a there was discussion. God, I think in the mid 2000s or the 90s during during one of the big Vegas booms when they were just building fucking everything. You know, there was discussion where someone had proposed a 50 foot tall walking Michael Jackson that would just roam the desert near Las Vegas. And I was just like that. I, I can't believe that didn't happen. That would be the most amazing. Someday the Michael Jackson shows up to burning man and takes on the burning. (laughs) They also discussed building the star Trek hotel would be the enterprise. They were thinking about building a scale replica of the enterprise. That would be the hotel that you would stay in. And it would just be sort of like docked on the ground, which is, I mean, obviously impossible because they didn't do it. But there were like plans. There were like designs that were proposed. Yeah, I was really actually I went to I went to uh, Galaxy's Edge recently and -hmm. I've been watching Star Trek and I'm like actually bummed that there is no current standing like Star Trek experience that you can go to. Like there used Mm. to be one in Vegas. Like they've all been removed at this point. It's very it's, it's a very sad state of affairs and it's time for Paramount to step up. Uh, our friend, uh, our friend's 
Tony and Drew, uh, who we all know, their last experience pre-quarantine was going on a Star Trek cruise. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Perfect. Such a foreign experience to what we that like what followed. So. They, they um, also they landed post pandemic, right? They came back. I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine getting stuck for like 30 days on the Star Trek cruise? Like how like the folks got like docked with COVID, like quarantined just on the Star Trek cruise. (laughs) At least Michael Dorn would be there. Have some stories to tell. At least. (laughs) Uh, So I I guess it sounds like, you know, from uh, from the what you were saying about building uh, Gunpla and, uh, you know, certainly playing Death Stranding. I had the same experience of like it being like kind of meditative and calming Mm. and. I know, Heather, that isn't how you felt about today's game, but that's sort of what I, what I was playing today's game. I was like, this is why people play this. It's because mm-hmm. it's just it's the kind of gaming experience that I've come to crave as I've gotten older, which is something where it, it, it's like easing into a warm bath. Mm-hmm. It's like this is something that's going to soothe me for a bit. This is not something that's going to make me more alert or more mm-hmm. agitated or even more excited. Even like this is so fun that I'm getting excited. It's more just like this is something that's going to sort of, you know, this is like putting on a pair of pajamas. Mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to calm down while playing this. And that's very much what I felt when I was playing through American Truck Simulator. By contrast, yesterday I played Horizon Zero Dawn and it was on such a hard difficulty that I gave my hand, like I, de- I de- hurt myself. Like wow, my, the back geez. of my hand hurts as if I have a sustained an injury from playing on the PlayStation 5. But let's talk about American Truck Simulator. American yeah, that's Truck how I told Simulator. my doctor I injured my wrist as well. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was going to say, this is why we need, like, gamers' health insurance. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. There really should be a special insurance just for gamers. Maybe Corsair could put it together or something like that. Like, ne- you have a neon card or something. That would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> American Truck Simulator is a truck simulator game that was published uh, by the Czech company SCS Software. I think it's important to note that this is not an American game. Oh, but sure. very it is European a, game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it was released in 2016. Other games from 2016 include Overwatch, Dark Souls 3, Uncharted 4, Titanfall 2, Final Fantasy 15. Uh, in the game, American Truck Simulator, you are a big rig driver who is tasked with delivering goods across the Western United States. As of uh, this month, the states you can explore include California, Nevada, Arizona, New Mexico, Oregon, Washington, Utah, Idaho, and Colorado. So a significant portion of the United States that has been rendered at 1 to 20 scale, I think. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Yeah. And you do exactly, I mean, like, I don't know how to, you drive a truck and it's Mm -hmm. real-ish. Yes. And that's the game. It's like, what if you what if you were doing this for real? <laughs> sure. Yeah, but it is. And and I, you know, I knew about this game because I, I know Jack has sunk dozens of hours into it and, and, yeah. and streams it. And I uh, but like I always assumed it was a little bit more simmy than it is. Not that it's not simmy. It's like it, it feels like driving a truck. I actually think the, the, the vehicle physics are, you know, good. It's, it's actually controls smoother than I expected. I thought a truck would be more unwieldy. Yeah. Um, but but it has arcadey elements to mm-hmm. it. It's like there's, you know, 
It, when you when you go to the like the way station or whatever, there's like an icon on the map. There's a skill tree, which I was not expecting. Mm-hmm. Like you can get like skill in like transporting hazardous materials or fuel economy. You know, like there there are some like kind of light RPG elements that make it feel more like a game. But yes, fundamentally, it is taking taking items from point A to point B. Yeah, uh, Jack, how did you get into to American Truck Simulator? So listen, I I you know just in doing streaming, this always seemed like kind of an interesting and odd one to do. I think that right. you know the plan was to do one of these kind of marathon streams you know people always do these 24 hour streams and everything like that and so i thought it would be funny i had streamed american truck simulator a couple times and so i thought it'd be funny to do like an actual the legal limit of what a trucker's you know like daily schedule can be like and so what that is is i think 16 hours with a one hour break that can be like spread anywhere within that 16 hours you know Mm -hmm. so i did a 16 hour stream of it and uh, you know as it turned out i kind of had you know the the experience that you did i was like this is gonna be a nightmare (laughs) and this is gonna be like horrible and it is just like very very satisfying to like take stuff from one place to another now i will say this if you get into a little bit more of like the role play elements and if you're like getting into like borrowing money to buy your truck and everything like that because obviously you do want to have a good truck. I think one of the biggest things that, you know, new players uh, should learn is you got to get a truck that has um, uh, cruise control, you know, mm-hmm. and that's going to take you like a Volvo. You're not getting that in like one of the Peterbilt trucks or something like that. You know, you have to get like <laughs> the Volvo with like the sleeper cabin. You know what I mean? And so yeah. like it also is this weird. It becomes and this is not intentional, but it becomes this bizarre thing about like it's impossible to get your head above water like as a trucker. Like if you start taking out loans and stuff like that, you're like doing all these, you know, deliveries and you find that you're just always in the red. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, like I just thought it would kind of be a funny and weird game to stream. I mean, there's always yes. like the farm simulators and stuff like that. And I've tried farm simulator this. I think that American truck simulator is like so much more playable than those games. You know, like I think that like it kind of exists in a world that we know from video games games like it's almost like it's almost gta ish in some ways where you're just like are driving on the streets and you have a a a, a checkpoint to get to you know what i mean like there's uh, um something very meditative about it but still feels like very familiar as a video game and then as heather was mentioning you know which i find very interesting they've released as dlc like almost like 10 states now and so like there is something also interesting about traveling around the United States and they do kind (laughs) of try to make each place look like distinctively like the state. Like it is kind of an interesting way to just go on like a road trip uh, around America. I will say, as someone who's lived in California his entire life, I believe like you as well, Jack, and and Matt, uh, all three of us lifelong Californians, Southern Californians, and I like the the two states I've spent the most time in outside of California are Nevada and Arizona, and those are the three states included in the base game. Mm -hmm. So driving around it, I was like, you know, it's it's not it's Smaller. not one to one, but it is like, oh, this is these are roads I know. I've done this this drive from this boring ass drive from L.A. to San Francisco so many times, yeah. and this is fundamentally the same drive, just yeah. at a much a much smaller scale. Uh, I there is there is a thing that another thing I liked as someone who's who's lived in California his whole life is like when you go to a new area. 
a new city, you get like a little like notification, like you've discovered that. So like you'll just you've go, you'll just Baker's be driving. Field. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you've rolled into Iron Forge for the first time. It's such a thing. It's so great. <laughs> One thing I did with this game, and if you really want to go to the next level, is there is a mod to do VR in this game. And so oh, wow. in doing the streams, I eventually got um, a, a, a steering wheel and pedals. Uh, and so I did one time. I didn't do it on stream because it makes people sick, but just personally alone in my home, I set up the wheel and the pedals and I put the VR in and I was like, I actually am like, vibing like this is like taking a <laughs> relaxing drive <laughs> do you do you like it because i i didn't mess around with like the end game radio there's some some work you have to do on uh, uh, uh like to to get that working but do you like put your own import your music library and listen to it when you're playing on your own so nick um i have to i have to be honest about you know that mm-hmm. there is a way to get even more hardcore with oh, uh, wow. American Truck Simulator, and it is it is the, my preferred way to play, and it does kind of cut out some of the radio stuff. But there's a mod called Truckers MP, um, and what it does is it empties out all the cars from the game. There's no like traffic in the game anymore, but it's a fully multiplayer arena where you're in there with a bunch of other truckers. And so I say the best way to do it is play Truckers MP and just leave that CBO open because there are oh, wow. like literal truck driving role players who will like try be like breaker breaker <laughs> like i'm coming with a big haul like <laughs> and you're like sounds good <laughs> or whatever it's all it's hilarious too these servers are too serious you'll get mm. kicked for speeding you have to turn on your lights <laughs> at night <laughs> it's for real that's awesome so to answer I, I never loaded my music up i think the cb yeah. is better wow my experience of the game would be that I would immediately be kicked off of those servers <laughs> uh, because as I'm on the road driving down the five for my first delivery, I was like, oh, man, maybe I'd enjoy this a little bit more if I switched cameras. So I switched to cameras and immediately created a blind spot in front of my truck <laughs> where I destroyed a family car, mm-hmm. like just ran it off the road. Like it didn't. And also there wasn't like a moment where I was like, oh shit, and had to break and nothing. Just suddenly ran a, a car off the road. And from that point forward, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm role playing a criminal. Like that's yes. what my experience of this is. So like blowing past way stations, going into the red immediately, like it was the anti-death stranding experience because I was making everybody in the game miserable. Um and then once I'd played that first delivery, I was like, well, I don't want to do I don't want to do this again. Like it's 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 a weird game, guys. It's a weird one. Well, I think the so so to 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 your point, I was really expecting like Microsoft Flight Simulator. I was expecting this this you know I see like okay this is a uh, you know this is a fifty minute drive from Barstow to Stockton or however long it is longer than that. I was like okay this will be this will be the delivery I'll do today in this session. Like this is just gonna and then I was like oh wait no one minute in game is three seconds mm-hmm. in real time. Uh, you know like you were saying it's one twentieth scale so. But the other thing is, 
I was expecting there to be things like, oh, I'm going to get a ticket if I go over the speed limit or if I crash into something, that's the end of my mission. But no, like I just like plowed through the sign, the entrance sign to, the, to get on the 101 freeway. And then it was just like, find minus two hundred eighty five dollars. I was like, I think in the real world, that would be career ending. I think you lose your commercial driver's license. Uh, but. It's a game. Uh, Heather, I, I have had the same experience. When I did it on stream, I would occasionally, and this was not on Trucker's MP because you would get knocked off, but I would play as what I deemed the outlaw trucker. And so I would go, <laughs> no laws. I would try to break every law I could. If it was nighttime, I'd turn off the lights because that's a law and so you have to not follow the law. Uh, and then, yeah, you just like haul ass and run people off the road and, you know, run red lights. Like that's part of the fun of American. Right. And, you know, there's also Euro Truck Simulator, which I think is came before, but I think is a little lesser. But I think that's part of the fun of American Truck Simulator is it is a sim. You get to decide what kind of truck driver you want to be, you know, any day. Right. <laughs> uh, there's a the, there's an element in this game that I tried my my damnedest with my Xbox controller that I've hooked up to my PC uh, and never got the hang of, which is parking. Mm-hmm. Jack, as someone who's sunk a lot of time into this game, are you good at parking the big rig? It's fucking, it's so hard. Um, <laughs> I, but I did find it easier when I got the, like, pedal and, um, yeah. and like, the, like, you know... Uh, gear or whatever. Uh, <laughs> right. But it is insanely hard to, and then frankly, I think that's probably the most accurate part of the, of the simulation is that like, it just, I, it does seem legitimately like it would be impossible to pull a truck like straight into a parking space, especially like between other trucks. I have to salute truck drivers, you know, for, for sure. being able to do that stuff. It gives me a better appreciation. Immediately, that's what the game does, by the Mm -hmm. way. Immediately, you're like, oh, my God, this job is impossible. (laughs) Like, the, the first... The first thing you do is just, like, pull out from behind a, a, a... a building and it took me like 20 real world yes. minutes yes. because yeah. I was so terrified of like hitting the edge of my before I realized that I could kill people and it was okay uh, I, like I was like okay this is a truck sim so like if I know that if I damage like if I damage my cab that's it so like very slowly figuring out how to get my truck around a building was they, like if I would, I was like, I will never, literally, never look at a truck driver the same way. I'll be like, you are doing the impossible, sir. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like I also think, you know, it's another another element that makes me respect truck drivers is getting in and out of parking lots. Like there are so yes. many times yeah. in that game where I'm like, how the fuck do you do this without jackknifing? Like you, it's like so, it's such a difficult task to get in and out of parking lots, and so. You know, I'm just going to have to throw up a salute whenever I see a truck driver, along with the universal signal for honk that horn, my friend. (laughs) Yes. Speaking of the horn, I will say that's one of my few criticisms of this package, which is the default horn. I was like, man, I need a mod for a big old horn. But the default horn is so wimpy. Yeah. Nick. That's why you need a better. That's why you need a better truck, my friend. <laughs> oh, it's part of the that's, truck. Because that's I gotta, why. That's why you got to get yourself a Volvo and you got to upgrade mm-hmm. your horn. There's two types of horns. Oh, You're okay. dealing with the like the push on the on the steering wheel horn. You can upgrade it to have like a horn, but oh, that's fuck. an upgrade. You're not getting that on a fucking shitty little Peterbilt, my friend. You gotta <laughs> you gotta you gotta put out the cash for that, and maybe even an upgrade. Man, I'm feeling like a noob because I got to the 
point where I bought my own truck, and my, my the the second truck I got had the same horn. It was like a like an oboe tuning and orchestra. It was so fucking. Well, weak. you got to also look into the upgrades. So there's like ways to buy new right. trucks, and then you have to get into the like all specific upgrades. You can get the mud flaps. You know, you can really make yeah. yourself. You can really make a pretty nice, pretty nice truck out there. Have you guys seen the, I don't know the name of this subculture, but there is a Japanese subculture where they like decorate big rig trucks until they are almost unrecognized, like float style, like covered in LEDs and like feathered hats on top of your truck. I'm seeing it now and it looks sick. I've never seen it before. It looks fucking awesome. (laughs) Deck. Deco Tora stands for decoration truck. D E A O T O R A. These kind of look like high, like it's kind of transformers, but also part of like like they'd be part of the electrical light parade at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Like they're just like covered with with a bunch of different lights. But also, it's at, at some point stop resembling trucks altogether. Yeah, they, <laughs> this is really. They, a, like when does a truck it, stop being a truck? <laughs> it, it raises a lot of interesting questions. <laughs> It'll have like 150 mufflers like sticking out the front of the truck. Yeah, it's it's a very strange deco deco Tora. Deco Toro. I guess we all learned something today. Yeah. <laughs> wow. No, I, uh, I, they, they need to have a Deco Toro mod. Uh, I'm now convinced we need the Deco Toro mod for American <laughs> Truck Simulator. Yeah. And maybe it wait, maybe it'll wait till Japanese Truck Simulator. Well, well, we'll just have to wait to see what the folks over in Czechoslovakia, <laughs> you know, the Czech Republic, uh, uh, do next. I also like that a subset of the Deco Toro is Deco Chari which is where you decorate your bike the way that you decorate a truck. Does that make sense? <laughs> so they like take and downscale the, but I believe it's regular bicycles. Mm-hmm. Like it's not. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm looking at this and it's like a bicycle that people have put a bunch of boxes on to make it look <laughs> as though, and this seems like a common thing. It look as though there's a bunch of exhaust pipes coming out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never, I've actually never seen, and I kind of, um, I'm, I, I find it appealing, like the idea of exhaust pipes as like you know uh, art decoration. You know what I mean? Uh, right. Uh, aesthetic, just simply aesthetic exhaust pipes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, speaking of pipes, one of one of my favorite route I got while I was playing this game was I had to deliver a load of iron pipes to Yuma, Arizona, originating from the Santa Monica Pier. I was like, what is what is this business? I'm starting basically outside a carnival. There's a Ferris wheel on the horizon and I'm picking up a bunch of iron pipes to take them to Yuma, Arizona. It's like taking a a slab of granite from Disney World to fucking Huntsville, Alabama. What what is happening? I mean, I think for the folks over in the Czech Republic, they probably thought the Santa Monica Pier like has an is an active pier. I bet they were right. like, oh, I bet like boat. There's a there's a Ferris wheel here, but probably boats come in, you know, with yes. uh, <laughs> metal pipes. <laughs> it would be pretty great if there was that aspect to the Santa Monica Pier, where like on the left it's a carnival, <laughs> on the right it's a shipping lane, an active <laughs> shipping lane. Yeah. Um, Wait, are you a teamster or are you like a walk around character teamster? <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow, carnies and teamsters going at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't try this in the game. Do you guys know if you can off-road? Can you drive your truck off the road, like into the desert or something in you Vegas? You can't go far. You can't go far. Yeah. It like blocks you at a certain point and like tries to drive you back to the road. But you can get off the road. You can definitely fuck up your truck pretty bad and like jackknife <laughs> off on the side of the road. <laughs> um, but... Uh, and, you know, which is hilarious, by the way, I guess we should mention that, like, if you do that, what you have to do is call a tow truck and it just, like, costs a whole bunch of money and they, like, right. tow your truck to, like, the nearest, you know, repair place or whatever. Uh, um, uh, but, yeah, I don't think you can off-road. Um, this is really, like, a view of America's, like, highways. Uh, and that's actually another mm. thing I actually do find kind of interesting i guess about the game is i'm like similarly to grand theft auto which is uh you know i guess they were a british you know game game developer and i think they've subsequently moved to america but those early grand theft autos you were like oh this is kind of like a british european look at like what america seems like or something like that sure. and i think similarly this game is like a nice kind of eastern european look at like you know relaxing driving in the united states you know what i I mean like this is a series sure. that started as euro truck simulator and i kind of do think it's interesting that they're like dutifully over time adding states as dlc you know what i mean and i feel like i, I just you know what's interesting about this game is you feel like maybe this could be like just a um you know something that gets shuffled out really quickly and they could have repeated elements and stuff like that but i do feel like there's like a lot of like love in this game and that like sure. you can kind of feel that the developers have like really tried to make a very good and playable game like it's not just some like you know shit out there needs to be a truck simulator like i i don't know i i i sense the love from our from our czech developers uh, uh in this game uh that was going to be what you know what we 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 say we give a positive thing at at uh, on the show and that was was going to be one of mine which is that it is uh, there was a game, I can't remember what it was, it might have just been called Big Rigs, uh, but there was like a legendary like piece of shovelware, like PC game in the 90s, early 2000s, when uh, when game before the Steam store, when games were like all sold at retail, mm -hmm. and there would just be like, we'll just put a game with a truck on the front of it, or we'll have like a game with a, you know, with, a, with uh, we'll have a game called Deer Hunter with a deer on the front of right. it, and this will sell to some grandpa uh, or some mom whose kid likes trucks and the game can be complete garbage. It's a completely cynical calculation right. of like, we're just making this fucking garbage piece of shovelware uh, to trick some parent uh, into buying it, to trick some non-gamer into buying it for their computer. A casual, shaking my head. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? They deserve it. <laughs> But this game, you're right. It, it's like it feels like they genuinely have at least a fascination with trucking, at least a yeah. fascination with with logistics. And yeah. and I don't know you, that that comes across in the design. Yeah. Listen, I agree. And I think that like what you, you what you're both saying is correct, that this is not like a hardcore simulator. This is not flight sim. This is people who, for some reason, have a fascination with like the realities of trucking and wanted to make like an actual video game out of it. Yes. You know what I mean? Like it is a game with upgradable elements and you can like win this game and do very good at it. Like I have put like 80 hours into this game at this point wow. and I'm like, I do feel and I 
I don't play it that much anymore, but uh, uh, but I've put 80 hours into this game and you kind of just like it's very easy to fall into. I, I guess I would say that I've never like found myself feeling like totally bored. I feel like the gameplay sure. loop is satisfying enough uh, um, that it works. Uh, well, on that note, we should get to our final thoughts on American Truck Simulator. It's time for our review crew. Review crew. So let's say one positive about this game and give it a numerical decimal rating. Uh, I would say like I 100% see the appeal of this game. This is maybe... Not for me in terms of just like what I'd sink a bunch of hours into, but for playing a little bit, I'm like, oh, yeah, I 100% get why people would like this. I would just say my positive is is how oddly satisfying the way station is <laughs> just like a thing I've always been fascinated with just from dry, spending countless hours on highways to just be like, what's a way station all about? And just to be like, oh, now I have to get weight. OK, let me merge over and get on the off ramp and go to the way station, wait in this queue. Wow. OK, it's now my turn. I move up there and I idle and, and get my weight. Oh, I'm I'm my tonnage is 73,000 pounds. Sure. And then I get back on the highway. It's like it's just a very satisfying little it, like you're finished like you're checking off something on a a, a side quest it's just it was it i like i i think it just kind of gets all the, the gamification elements really well in 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 just in, and it's a very straightforward presentation um we're gonna do an episode about that on, on a podcast i've been working on called how did this get weighed <laughs> <laughs> Just cut the episode there. Cut the episode there. That's it. Uh, I'll give this a 10-4, uh, good buddy. Um, wow. wow. Uh, Heather, what do you what do you say? Uh, yeah, so, the, again, it's not for me, but also wasn't unenjoyable. As some of the games that we've sure. played that weren't for me aren't for me, and also I don't like playing them. But with this, I was like, Oh, this is nice. And then I hit a car and I was like, oh, God. Oh, OK. Oh, no. Uh, and it was still nice. You know, like um, I didn't get the experience of uh, going to a way station like Nick did, because I the first one that I blew past, not understanding that I had to do something uh, from that point forward. I was like, well, I'm never going to fucking pull in. Fuck you. Like, I'm, I'll, I'll say what I weigh. Um, so. My favorite thing, though, was looking around inside the cab of oh, the car. Oh, yeah. Um, because you have, like, a first-person perspective in your, I think, your default view. And, like, looking behind you in, just looking <laughs> behind you in the truck at what was in the truck is not an experience. I've never seen inside mm -hmm. of, a, of a Mack truck. And so I was like, oh, wow. So that's, that's what this is. Um, and I really got, like, a feeling for why. Trump was so excited when he was sitting inside of that car. <laughs> so <laughs> we can all judge. You can all judge until you sit at the wheel of a big rig. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna give this. Um, it's like a nice eight point five. This is a good little game. Wow. Good job, Very guys. You you did it. <laughs> Very good score, uh, Matt Apodaca. Something positive. Your review. Uh, so when you're starting the game and you're like putting in all your information, like where you live and like your name and you're picking your truck and stuff, you also get to pick like an avatar and oh, it's, yeah. a, it's a question mark. And so I was like, okay, well, this is going to probably be some like in game, like rendered 
um, like, you know, Avatar, but it's just pictures of real people, and it's the funniest choice, I think. That is Yo, so yes. funny to me. It, it's just, like 60 photos of truckers. Yeah, yeah. it's just like regular, normal-ass people, and it's like, I was expecting like, like, a, like a drawing, or like, you know, like you get to like make, not even a drawing, but you know, you get to then make your own approximation of what you look like, but I just sort of like... I guess picked what I thought would be the funniest trucker. And so I just picked like a trucker person. Uh, and I just really, really enjoyed that. And I was like, are these people yes. who worked on the game or are they actual truckers or like what, <laughs> what's the story here? Um, but I, I just really appreciated that choice. Um, yeah, I played, I played this on steam. I played it with my, my PS4 controller and I was also very surprised at how well it controlled. Um, I, uh, I had a hard time uh, just with the first person of it all because, like, just I it it was making me a little nauseous. Um, but I, I I did enjoy it when I wasn't feeling like I was gonna actually have to I guess pull over. But um, right. I I'll, I'll, I'll give it a I'll give it a seven because yeah, it was a pretty enjoyable experience overall. Wow. Yeah, there's maybe not like an ideal third person camera, I guess, for yeah. this. Like, no. there's some, there, no. there are some options, but there's maybe not one. I think just because you got the, that long tail of whatever you're towing. Yeah. Um, it's hard to get a good follow cam. Uh, all right, Jack, uh, something positive about this game, uh, your review, and your score. Look, yeah, I'm a fan of the game. Um, I think that this uh, is a very good one to kind of just like relax uh, and go for a drive around the countryside. You know, I think this is a great candidate for, for example, drinking and driving. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. what you should never, ever do. And I stand strongly <laughs> sure. against in real life. But like if you would like to, you know, have yourself a, a, a nice Sunday, put back a couple drinks and make some deliveries like, you know, <laughs> virtual drinking and driving can absolutely rock and it's safe for everybody so this would be the great way to, to to get to sow those oats um you know and for me i would have to give it you know the 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 game um the game pro guy who's got his hair kind of like still brushed but it's getting a little spiky and he's got his eyebrows up and smiling uh which yes. i believe is the 4.01 so i'm not giving yeah. it to the fully spiky guy or whatever um i think i have to go the 4.0 sort of just normal looking um, man, but not the one who's still got bangs. <laughs> so so I, I, on, a, on, a ten, on our 10-point scale, I think I'll go with, a, we'll, we'll up that to the 8.0. Sure. That works for you. Yeah. Great. Well, there you go. Well, those, those are our thoughts, Heather, but maybe we're wrong. Maybe we were wrong. We've got reviews that we've culled from the internet. And if we've taken a positive experience with this game, we've got a negative review. And if we had a negative experience, we've got a positive review. It's maybe we were wrong. And let me tell you, I've got a review from, boy, that that was as smooth as I think I've ever done it. That was that as was, close yeah. as I've come to actually getting that part right. That was great. Um, now I'm disoriented. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's maybe we were hey. <laughs> um, so I've got a review here from the Steam store. A negative review, 26 hours on record, all caps. Not the game I thought. <laughs> Which the name of the game is American Truck Simulator. Yeah. What? How could that be the thing that you're disappointed by? Like, mm -hmm. I can't even... I have no idea what this person was expecting, but this is yes. exactly the thing that is the thing. Like you yeah. can't. What? 
I don't know. Maybe maybe they were thinking of the th- way you connect the wheels to skateboards or something like that. I have no idea. Good I mean, there are other trucks. <laughs> uh, on a similar note, I've got one from Sousa from the Steam store. Not recommended despite 19.3 hours on record. I don't know why I got this. I don't even like trucks. <laughs> that's a that's a you yeah. problem, dude. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> These are what's called like there are bad ways to do criticism. You know what I mean? And like Roger Ebert, you know, said you have to kind of enjoy movies on like the terms that the movies are setting for you. It's unacceptable to review a truck game and just be like, I don't like trucks. You know, that's not cool. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, One of my negative reviews here is too long to read. Uh, It is substantial negative review on the Steam store from a, a person named Finch. Uh, 97 hours on record. Come on. Um, so this person has played a lot of it. And the opening paragraph of the game is, at the time of this review, I've spent nearly 100 hours in this game. I even intend to pursue this career after college. Yes, I understand that 100 hours in a game does not translate to real life. But the point that I'm making is that I'm interested in this subject. Then the review goes for a very, very long time. Uh... And it the, the 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 objections to the game are basically that video game things happen in the game. Mm-hmm. Like it's like right. it's like where are the cars coming from? Here's a snippet. Uh, the jeep enters the intersection ha- intersection ahead of me. At this point, I've started accelerating in my sixty thousand pound truck on a slight downgrade. The jeep then decides to slam the brakes for no reason. Lights still green, nothing else in sight, and come to a complete stop. Uh, like objecting to AI glitch, and I don't. It's so long. You look it up, you know, guys. I also look it I, up. Would, I would also say, you know, that this guy's trying to be a trucker out there on the real on the road. Not every driver you run into is going to be a fully rational actor. You know, there ah, are going to fair. be cars that are stopped at the green light. And, you know, if you're really trying to get out there and be a real life trucker, you better get used to that kind of stuff. You know, <laughs> everybody you going to complain, just ram into people and stuff. Like, yeah. you know, it's not okay. Uh, yeah, there was a guy. I I was trying to get off the freeway, and there was a, a another truck. No, it was a two. It was a bus. It was like a tour bus that was turning left, and it was like one lane, and I had to turn right. And he was just like, st- it was just stop there. And I was like, oh, this guy just froze up or whatever. I, I didn't know what was going on, so I was honking at him, no response. And so I just tried to go around him, um, and it was a disaster. Like I just like. I completely just like sideswiped him and also just like fell off the road. It was like, oh, well, I guess I in in this situation, that was not that's not what a trucker would do. Got to wait. You'd have to wait this fucking bus out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why there's a sleeper cab. If things get really bad, you know, step in the back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a review. This is this is a this is a positive one. This is I'd say it's like an, an extremely positive, emphatic review. Uh, and there are a number of these from retirees, including retired truckers, who just absolutely huh. love this game. And I was like, oh, I, li- I, I like that. I like that this this exists for this demographic. This one I'll read. This is short. Uh, recommended 1,985.2 hours on record. Wow. (laughs) I am 77 years old, and I spend all my days playing this game. More I play, more it's interesting. I play on three screens with Logitech steering and paddles. I choose auto transmission, and I can say it's really nice. 
Wow. Hmm. I think I might have left that in the future. That's like what feels, <laughs> that's what it feels like my, what my 70s are going to be. It's like, I've played this game for one fifteen hundred hours, and I love it. I don't have a family. I don't talk to anyone. <laughs> uh, games rule. And hey, it's time for the question block. All right. This one's from Josh Lloyd on Twitter, and they write, you can only experience something for the first time once. If you could internal sunshine delete your memories of a game and play it for the first time again, what game would you choose and why? Great question. It's, you know, there it's a rare game that I haven't found also satisfying in its own way on the replay, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, you know... I don't know if I really like the game the first go round and I'm playing it again. I'm like, oh, I'm I'm seeing new things and I like that I've experienced this twice. But I will say just from a sense of wonder and from a sense of, oh, wow, this is what a game can be. This is really expanding my mind. I go to the Super Nintendo era because that's when I had so many of my formative gaming experiences. And I think I would say Chrono Trigger. I think that game is just like, oh, this is such a, this is that, wow, this is what storytelling could be in a video game. This is really, really an experience to to play for the first time. Even though it holds up on multiple playthroughs, has like fucking 19 endings. It's staggering. I'm going to say, so mm, I struggle with whether or not this is my favorite Final Fantasy of all time, but Final Fantasy XII uh, was a really potent, awesome experience. The game is so detailed. The environments are so rich and deep and cool. Uh, and I've purchased, it's the only, it's also one of the few games that I continue to double, like I have it on Switch. I bought it for Switch thinking someday I'm going to replay Final Fantasy 12. I love the music. I love, like, I like that you aren't, you're kind of not playing the protagonist. It's really interesting Every time I sit down to like start it again, I'm like, eh. like I can't, right. I know this already. Like it's so, I, it's also the most hours that I've put into a Final Fantasy game that wasn't Final Fantasy Online. So I think if I could play 12 again, not knowing it, I would really, really be grateful for that. Wow. Uh, Jack, anything, any game you'd like to experience again for the first time? Well, so that's an interesting question, you know, because the question was like, if you could eternal sunshine it and remove it from your mind or whatever, if we're talking about an experience that I would like to like relive and feel that sense of wonder again, I would actually say like Mario 64. Like that's like (gasps) a time I remember from like, like trying it at my cousin's house when I was a little kid and being like, holy fucking shit. Like this, everything has changed. (laughs) Like, I felt like I was like, look, I was like at the end of 2001 you know what i mean like seeing yes. like the universe come at me i'm like holy fuck it's mario in 3d um but with that said i'm like i guess if i eternal sunshine myself i would have played all the games that like also are a lot like mario 64 so i don't know if i'd be able to get that feeling again but if we're talking about like just experiencing like one experience again or reliving something i feel like it would be that that uh mario 64 for me 
Mm. Yeah, this is when you really get into the logic of Eternal Sunshine. It I know to it's break difficult because then bit. if I'm playing Mario 64 again, I'm like, hey, this is a ripoff of Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> also, you would have memories of like Odyssey, and right. uh, you'd right. be like, why'd they make the graphics is, worse? <laughs> this is not as good. <laughs> this controller is weird as fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hey, tell us your answers on Twitter and Instagram at GetPlayedPod, or send us an email at GetPlayedPod at gmail.com, or leave us a voicemail at 6162Play, that is 616-275-2933. Our music and engineering are by our MVP, Devin Bryant. You can follow him on Twitter at BaffleGabs, and our guest has been Jack Allison. Jack, thank you so much for, for being with us today. Thank you so much for making time for the show. I hope you can join us for a future edition of Hideo Kojember and share your passion for the man and his works. Um, uh, tell us about your show. Uh, tell us about your podcast. And anything else you'd like to plug? Yeah, so I do the podcast Struggle Session, uh, which is just kind of a, you know, leftist look at pop culture, you know, light on, you know, like the politics, more just like looking at uh, uh, pop culture and uh, deep dives into like comic books and movies and stuff like that. Right now we're doing uh, the Alan Moore podcast, which is we're just doing a bunch of deep dives into Alan Moore works. We just read uh, Miracle Man um, and um, we're actually going all the way and going to be doing a, a series on the Jerusalem novel that he wrote the like thousand page uh, novel Jerusalem which is really excellent uh, um, wow. so check that out that's at uh, uh, sesh.plus uh, and then yeah I do also Jack AM which is a daily morning show which is you know it really is a morning show we just fucking bullshit about the news and I complain about what's going on on the news and and I host it with my spouse, Kate, um, and uh, who, by the way, wanted me to express, and I'm not trying to come with B for anything like this, but my spouse, Kate, is doing slutty, crazy taxi summer and was very dismay dismayed to see that somebody else got crazy taxi. Uh, but, and I promised, I promised I would mention it, uh, uh, but it's not my beef. Um, uh, uh, but yes, my spouse, Kate, is now wearing exclusively uh, uh, white and black checkered taxi outfit stuff uh, and it's calling it slutty crazy taxi summer um, but yeah if you'd like to check out that show we have a really good time and uh, yeah 7 a.m. Um, Pacific 10 a.m. Eastern uh, Monday through Friday at twitch.tv slash Jack a.m. cool well there you go thank you thanks Jack thanks for having me and Kate will have you on in the future for sure and Matt tell us next week's game Next week's game, Contra Rogue Core. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, Bucket. Edge. <laughs>